In a day of some boardroom drama, APSA announced it appointed Salu Moloko as its new chairman to replace Wendy Lucas Bull when she retires in March next year. The announcement followed after APSA's lead independent director, Sipo Patiana, served court papers on the prudential authority of the Reserve Bank, claiming his nomination to become the bank's chairman was unfairly blocked. He claims his nomination was blocked after Maria Ramos informally informed the Prudential Authority's head, Cuban Naidu, of a sexual harassment incident and investigation involving Petiana while he was the chairman of Anglo Gold Ashanti. Ramos was a former CEO at APSA and succeeded Petiana as chairman at Anglo Gold Ashanti when he resigned late last year. Petiana strongly denied the harassment charges and claims the Prudential Authority did not follow proper procedures and did not offer him an opportunity to defend himself. Sipo is on the line. Sipo, thank you so much for joining me. Tell us what happened. Right, thank you very much. In my court papers, I make a very simple argument that uh, my prayers are that the court declares the conduct of the Reserve Bank as prudential authority as unlawful and ultra-virus in that they circumvented the provisions outlined very clearly in Section 60 of the Banks Act, which require that the bank's board of directors makes a determination of its criteria and selects whomever it decides as the chair of the board, after which it then submits to the regulator for assessment of its chosen candidate, whether that person is fit and proper or whether it is in the public interest for them to be the chairperson of a bank. In fact, what transpired is that the regulator involved itself in setting criteria and also in engaging in the selection process to the extent that it involved itself with determination of more than one person nominated by the board and consequently ran processes that were inquiring into my past in a way that uh, did not allow me my right to be heard, which is a constitutional and legal right that I enjoy under South African law. So the processes that they followed are outside of the law and are unfair. Indeed, they have uh, compromised my dignity and uh, have impugned my character. So APSA put your name forward to become the new chairman and during a process, <coughs> that nomination was blocked. When did you become aware of this? Well, I became aware of this early as April, that there were concerns that were being expressed by the regulator, which had uh, clearly indicated that it was running what they called an informal process. And uh, I was told what the objections were about and the concerns that were expressed were about. And they related to allegations of sexual harassment that I had thought were concluded at Anglo Gold Ashanti and confidentially uh, with the consent of all parties. That is myself, the person who laid accusation against me and the APSA board. To my surprise, these were raised and brought to the attention of the uh, regulator of banks in the context of this process by Ms. Maria Ramos, if one accepts the feedback that I got from the chairperson of APSA who told me about all of this, remembering uh, right, that uh, I was never afforded an opportunity to engage directly with the Prudential Authority at all uh, throughout this process. So you found out that Maria Ramos relayed this information to Cuba Naidu, the head of the Prudential Authority, via Wendy Lucas Bull. That seems also be an informal communication. So you were never formally informed of what has transpired. All of this was through an informal process 
And it would appear that the Reserve Bank was talking to other people with regard to my candidature. I was not furnished with what they were saying, evidence of what they were saying or statements of what they were saying. I was not afforded an opportunity to respond to whatever it is that they were saying. I was not afforded an opportunity to put my side across and explain whatever the circumstances of what they were inquiring about. But it certainly would appear that one key issue that they were raising was pertaining to the so-called allegations of sexual harassment, as a result of which the APSA board, to their credit, in fact, instituted an independent review process of that investigation, which then proceeded to conclude that its outcomes were flawed in that it didn't take into consideration all the material evidence that was presented before it, effectively setting that investigation outcome aside enough for the APSA board to then conclude that it remained confident in its nomination that I be appointed chairman of the board. It's at that point that the Reserve Bank, without interrogating a competent report of a review process that was undertaken at APSA, decided on the basis of whatever feedback they may have received from Ms. Ramos, according to her reports that I was getting from Wendy, clearly suggesting that the governors of the bank had met and considered my candidature. And if APSA were to put forward my name formally, they would object to that, sufficient to basically render the formal process of whatever it is that APSA would have wanted to do with regard to my candidature completely redundant. So they basically effectively, in an unlawful fashion, took me out of consideration without ever giving me an opportunity to be heard. The Section 60 of the Banks Act would otherwise have allowed them to make that determination and give reasons why they would have come to that view. In this instance, they didn't have to give any reasons and they refused to give reasons as I asked them to advise me why they had come to that conclusion. Instead, they denied that they'd come to that view. And yet the APSA board was laboring clearly under the feedback and impression that they had come to that view and therefore proceeded to withdraw my name from its recommendation formally. Angler Gold Ashanti told Business Day today that after the sexual harassment allegations emerged, uh, it initiated an independent investigation and the group confirmed today that it was confident in its conclusions. Why did you not take the conclusions of that formal process at Anglo Gold Ashanti on review? Well, I think that's a very important question because in reality what happened is that an investigator was appointed and I gave my full cooperation with that process. The investigator initially released a preliminary report, what they called a draft report, which came to negative findings uh, against me. I wrote in response to give a detailed outline of the shortcomings of that process because I was keen that we get to the bottom of the issues. I thought there were things that they had overlooked. In order to assist the investigation, I highlighted those. I also indicated that if those things were not attended to properly, it would undermine the integrity of the report and I will await the outcome of those and see where we take the matter. Once that draft report had come out, because of the conflicts that were happening on the board, which made my chairing of the board completely untenable, as well as the outcome of this report, I took a view that it would be appropriate in anticipation of the finalization of the report for me to step down 
as a chairman of the board without resigning as a director. And I made clear at the time that the reason is that I want to await the finalization of the report to allow the board to take a view of how it wants to proceed with it in the event that there was any reason to take action against me, I would contest it and I would be prepared to take the matter on review through our courts. In the event, Anglo Gold Ashanti, through its legal representatives, came to me to propose that the matter be settled and that we accept that the process of the investigation would be completed. And once it's completed, I'll be afforded an opportunity to comment on the report, whether it's positive or negative in its outcome. And both the report and my comments will be kept together. And anybody who inquires at, as to how this matter was concluded will be finished with both of those. So, of course, this was always going to be predicated on the complainant agreeing to that outcome. And from Anglo Gold's Ashanti point of view, uh, clearly that was the agreement that I was happy to to settle for because indeed the legal processes given the vulnerability of the company at the time would have caused a lot of uncertainty and would have impacted the company negatively at a time when it was vulnerable in terms of its positioning. That's the reason why it never went on reviews because it was settled at the instance of Anglo Gold Ashanti and the complainant. But yet when you were appointed onto the APSA board, there was a review process on the APSA side. And yet, when there was a succession process for the chairmanship in APSA, then Maria Ramos, whose board had issued very colorful statements about my circumstances of my leaving the board of Anglo Gold Ashanti uh, when I left in December, and indeed in the integrated report that they published to shareholders of 2020, which was released in March of 2021, they were similarly quite colorful and raised none of these issues. But in the event of this process, when the board of APSA's search firm that was assisting them with this asked Maria specifically if she had, for a reference feedback, she said she had none and that uh, she could only provide a certificate of tenure instead, which was never going to be helpful for what they were looking for. But curiously, then proceeds to talk behind the scenes, to talk to Kuban Naidu and say, oh, there are problems here and you must look into those. And there's a, a negative report that arising from this investigation. It is only at that point that the APSA board then takes that report through an independent legal review process to ascertain whether it can place any reliance on it in terms of determining whether I would be appropriate person to appoint or not. And the report came back. That report was shared with Kuban Naidu and his colleague, and they had all the clear analysis of what the shortcomings of the Anglo Gold process was. And if he was unhappy with it, he should have subjected it to a proper legal review and scrutiny and not just base himself on a dogged feedback from Maria Ramos and take a decision that he was going to ignore it. You obviously, you know, put your concerns to the APSA board. Did the APSA board come to your defense and objected to the Prudential Authority for its apparent conduct? Well, the APSA board advised me through the, its chair that in light of the, and this had, after, this had been after several iterations between the search committee, the chair of the board, and the Prudential Authority on this matter, they decided that given the, that the objection came from a meeting of the governors of the bank, which would be the Prudential Committee of the bank, 
it seemed to be a firm and final view of the bank and that there would be no point in proceeding in light of the fact that their communicated decision to object to my appointment without due process seemed to be quite firm. So they took a view that they would not proceed with my name because they didn't want to offend the, the regulator and uh, mess up their relationship. Will you remain on the APSA board? I remain a director on the APSA board. Uh, you will recall that uh, I was recently elected by shareholders by overwhelmingly uh, at our June annual general meeting. And I have no reason to believe that I should want to end my tenure there. It's a role I'm enjoying. And I uh, look forward to my continued contribution. What do you aim to achieve through the legal action? What is your objective? There's a very important governance principle that has been violated here if you look beyond just the unlawful conduct of the regulator. What the regulator's conduct means is that where shareholders elect directors and entrust them with the company and entrust them to make decisions with regard to its public officers, including the chair, the CEO, and, and the CFO, to have one of the board's key and critical responsibilities usurped by the public authority, in that, by the prudential authority in that fashion, is a serious breach of governance. Because when things don't go well, shareholders must hold the board accountable. If it is the prudential authority that, in effect, appoints public officers of a bank, shareholders can't hold the prudential authority to account. Their ability to hold anybody to account, having invested huge sums of their money, it is to hold the board of directors to account. That's why the board of directors must guard its purview very jealously because it is entrusted with that responsibility and role and paid for by shareholders. The second thing is that for me, if you allow a reserve bank, which presence in our lives and the economy of the country, looms so large and is so pervasive to act in an unlawful fashion, it creates for a very difficult situation for our economy. Remember that the public confidence in our economy largely stems from the fact that we are celebrated across the world as a country of laws, that if anybody acts in an unlawful fashion, there is recourse. And the Reserve Bank, as an independent institution of the Constitution, certainly has to conduct itself within the framework of the law. It has to promote good governance. It shouldn't undermine it. And in this instance, it has done exactly that. And lastly, I'll say to you that a conduct where without any due process sees the regulator come to a view that it would object to my appointment means that in its views and perception, things that I may not be a fit and proper person, and it may not be in the public interest for me to be a chair of the board or a director or whatever it is, but that impugns my character without ever giving me an opportunity to do so. Worst criminals in this country are afforded better opportunity to be heard than I've been provided in terms of the process that the Reserve Bank has followed. And I trust that our courts will frown upon that and they will set, as a result of this, they will grant me my prayers and agree that the Reserve Bank has acted unlawfully. Are you considering defamation charges against Maria Ramos? I'm considering defamation charges against anybody and everybody who would have been implicated in damaging my name in the manner that it has been through this process. Certainly, without doubt, the Reserve Bank has conducted itself in that fashion. I stand legally advised as to who else would be enjoined in that action. Sipo, thank you so much for your time today. That was Sipo Patiana, 
He is the lead independent director at APSA.